Hello and welcome to Friday Night Fright Presents Comic Book Calvacadia 2020. Man, we're going to have some fun this month. Every episode in May, every day in May, there's going to be a brand new episode. It's going to be a mini review of a comic book movie. Yay, can't wait, hyped. So it's going to cover the gauntlet. It's going to be loads of MCU stuff. There's going to be some DC stuff probably. Uh, might be some off stuff. There's going to be Flash recaps of Flash Season 2 every Tuesday. Um, so it's going to be four or five of those, depending on how many Tuesdays are in May. But it's going to be tight, because they've all got a week off. Yay! Anyway, this is the intro comic for Cavcadia. So you hear this every day of the week, and then you'll hear an intro for the movie that I'm covering that day. Or TV show. Ooh, scary! Anyway, I'll be back after a brief word from our sponsor. Hello guys, it's Ian Austin here, Friday Night Fright fame, with a brand new episode of the... Comic Book Cavcadia 2020, Tuesday's episode deals with, today's episode even, deals with Thor Ragnarok, the um, sequel to Thor, the third sequel, second sequel even, and a movie at the time that I thought was amazing because it did something completely different with four movies where it turned them into a comedy, aping on bats of stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy, which was really funny, but while meaning to have the, um, remembering even, to have the dramatic aspects sorry i'm tired of just being for a run so you know fantastic so for ragnarok it's very much inspired by movies like big problem uh, very much inspired by big movies like big problem little china sorry i can't get my vowels and or consonants out today and it was a um triumph of movie and really funny and really good and kicked four up the arse and gave him a much-needed boost for future movies. It did to Thor what Captain America Winter Soldier did for Captain America, which made him one flagship characters of the franchise even beyond what he already was. So, yeah, very much excited to watch this one. Um, I'll be back after a brief one of my sponsors and when I've learned to breathe a bit better. So. so, to pick up where we last left Thor off, in Avengers Age Voltron, he realised that the Infinity Stones were out there and someone was playing an insidious game with them, a game of chess, if you will. And at the end of Age of Ultron, Fording realised that Thanos stole the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh no, what's he going to do with it? Well, this movie picks up kind of, sort of, just after that, where Thor has been around Cosmos and he's got captured by Fire Dragon. Thor manages to defeat Fire Dragon after realising that Loki is Kim Vasgard and hijinks ensue involving Doctor Strange, Thor and Loki's sister Hela, um, Odin's past, I guess you can say the Old Testament and New Testament versions of Odin, the Old Testament one being a warlord, as we kind of explored sort of in 4.2, and the new version being Benevolent King, it's that hypocrisy. And, yep, wackiness ensues. This movie is directed by Taika Waititi. Sorry if I get the name wrong. And it is a blast from start to finish. Um, it's a really, really good movie because this movie remembers the parts of Thor and the original that worked best with Chris Hemsworth doing comic relief stuff. So it gives him lots of comic relief stuff to do while remembering putting just enough drama, but not enough to outstay... The egg, if you will. Um, so, yeah, it's um, a devastatingly fun movie. I mean, the flaw you could make is maybe dramatic stuff isn't quite as good as it should have been because you're dealing with Shakespearean themes, you know, forgotten family, uh, betrayal, you know, 
lies, misleading children as their full potential and stuff like that. And the movie doesn't really explore any of that in detail. And on one hand, you could call that flaw, but on the other hand, you could go the worst parts of the first two, four movies were all the Shakespearean stuff because they didn't do it properly. So if they're not going to do Shakespearean stuff properly, why don't they amp up the funny stuff? And they do. And there's enough character development in here to be a watchable, enjoyable movie and solid entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And at the same time, it's fun to see how the four characters have progressed over the trilogy while adding new characters into the mix. Literally, literally adding new character in Valkyrie, played by Tess Thompson, who is a wonderful addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, a really cool character who's was part of Odin's original Old Testament Asgard and was pulled into a devil's anus wormhole <laughs> and then it's part of Thor's New Testament Asgard. Yay, new New Testament, I guess you could say. And also the big and biggest and strongest Avenger of them all, Hulk is in this movie and he's fantastic too. Mark Ruffalo really getting a grip on who Hulk is and being able to play different shades of him. Previously on cinema and mainly in comic books, Hulk's been an angry guy and that's always been and Banger's been determined to get rid of Hulk. And here it seems like they're trying to form some sort of balance between them, a friendship if you will, which is a nice twist and really gives Mark Ruffalo some great stuff to work with because he gets played comic relief human on an alien planet, doesn't really know what's going on and very scared and angry and Hulk is loving it because Hulk's a celebrity. This is a loose adaptation of Planet Hulk storyline from comic books and it's really, really, really good. Like, they do a great job taking gist of it, including characters like Korg and Meek from comic books who are given makeover for the Marvel Cinematic Universe but fitting nicely. And a lovely turn from Jeff Goldblum to Grandmaster, a immortal alien games master, I guess you could say, who may or may not be related to Collector. They don't really dwell on it, but... Who knows? It would be amazing to see Jeff Goldblum and Nisha and Toro share a scene together, but maybe Marvel will get there, maybe they won't. And also has a great cameo from Doctor Strange, is the uh, post-grad sequence in Doctor Strange indicated. I don't know what else you can say about the movie. It's really great. It's just a really fun movie. It's it's well acted. It's well directed. It's got witty as his script. I mean, apparently improvised a fair bit. Um, right down to seeing, I believe, where Chris Hemsworth is for. Talks about a story when his kid, where Loki turned into a snake and bit him, which has some amazing reactions from Mark Ruffalo and Tessa Thompson while the story's been told, and Tom Hilston having good laugh about it. And who can forget Tom Hilston's Loki too? After maybe amping up the arch villain near Tad much during 4 2, here he gets to really embrace the ridiculousness of concept. The fact that, like, Thor and Loki's morality and Valkyrie's morality is so unlike anyone else's in Marvel Cinematic Universe, where Loki can portray Thor time after time after time after time, and it takes Thor 1,500 years to finally go, you know, I've had enough of this, which is cool, you know, it's like, they, they just don't, they have an orange morality, if you will, so it's fascinating that after all this madness, Thor still doesn't want to kill Loki, it's, it's kind of cool, really, and it adds to a movie which ends with a big fight with a that's the other problem I suppose I have with the movie. Hello is played by Kate Blanchett is good and interesting, but for how powerful she is, it's never really sold on screen particularly. 
and they amp up the aspects of it they really amp them up and amp them up and amp them up but in the end it just feels like a bunch of noise more than anything it's almost like they had their idea of what they needed to achieve to get into infinity war and that was it and they didn't really come up with the most interesting way of getting there so overall it's a really good movie i wouldn't say it's good as guardians of the galaxy volume one or two in terms of the space cosmic stuff i think those movies have handled the mix between comedy and drama better but i would say this is a very very entertaining movie and on its own merits it's really really fun it's not up to level of something like big robin and little china which is trying to emulate how in that for for a lot of this movie but at the same time it does have that amazing sequence where four gets his ultimate power up at the end to the brilliant tune of the immigrant song by led zeppelin which is a fantastic fantastic sequence but the movie peaks then and continues for a bit longer and yeah it turns into a bit of noise but overall really good four out of five easily best four movie and continues marvel's best face so far so yay hopefully rewatches of black panther and avengers endgame will continue things down the line of awesomeness in this phase anyway my name's ian austin life is beautiful and i'll be back tomorrow black panther